Hey y'all, I'm Bud Elliott, and this is the Instant Reaction Nolcast. Florida State 13, Georgia Tech 16 to open the Mike Norvell era at Florida State. Uh, certainly not the result that any listeners uh, of this show were hoping for, and uh, ultimately a disappointing start to the Mike Norvell era. I'm going to go over here to some quick things. If you're new to this, the Instant Reaction podcast is not edited, so if I screw up, I just keep, you know kind of talk over it. And we keep going, uh, and we will be back with our full episode that we record on Monday night after I get done watching uh, the game a second time. NoCast Instant Reaction Podcast is brought to you by Louisiana Hot Sauce, Louisiana Hot Sauce, NoCast Instant Reaction Podcast, Louisiana Hot Sauce, instantly improving your food. So, uh, I think we have to start on the offensive side, although there is a, a decent argument to be made uh, that the defensive side of the ball is equally as disappointing uh, tonight. But I'm going to start on the offense for this reason. Uh, Georgia Tech's defense, I don't think, is a good defense. It's not a horrendous defense, but it's certainly not a, a good defense. And tonight they were missing uh, arguably three of their four defensive line starters, or at least the guys who you know they projected to start on the defensive line. They were also missing one of their top defensive backs. And look, that is the reason why I'm going to lead with the offense. Because Florida State barely managed to put up 300 yards against a, I think probably average at best Georgia Tech defense that didn't have, I don't say half of its best players, but but a considerable number of its better defensive players did not play tonight. And that's certainly a problem uh, if, if you're projecting this Florida State offense going forward. Uh, FSU had 3.8 yards per play, uh, we talked in the offensive preview episode, and if you haven't had a chance to listen to that, I suggest you go back and do so and just you know, kind of maybe even tone it down a little bit more. Uh, we, we debated, would this offense actually be better than last year's offense? Uh, we got some negative reviews for that, and I, I think we did a decent job of listing the reasons why it might not be better than last year's offense. You know, Is the coaching actually better now on offense? We thought in the long term, probably so. In the short term, I, I don't know that you can argue that it is. Uh, and, and the reason we brought up was, can you actually get your stuff installed when you didn't have a spring and you didn't have a summer? And we could talk about how Mike Norvell is super organized and like the most organized attention to detail coach ever, blah, blah, blah. Ultimately, if you're trying to install a scheme over Zoom and you only have a couple weeks to actually work together in person, you're going to be somewhat limited. And it, it appears that they are even more limited in terms of how much they've been able to teach these guys than I anticipated, and than I think probably anybody anticipated. Um, I, I thought this would be a low-scoring ball game. I predicted 24-13 before I knew Georgia Tech's guys uh, were all out. And I, 13 is, is really a cause for concern if you have any kind of hopes for this season. Uh, it, it just is. I mean, thir- 13 points and 3.8 yards per play is is pretty horrendous because there are a lot of teams who you just don't really have any hope of blocking. Uh, and that, that's where I'll start. We'll, we'll talk a little bit of James Blackman in a minute. But ultimately, uh, the, this offense looks tough constantly if you can't block. If other teams are able to get pressure with four or five or sometimes even three guys. And, and it just looks like, why, why does everything have to be so tough? Why is it just so tough to move the ball? Why isn't anybody open? Where, where are the easy yards? Where are the free yards? Uh, and if teams are able to 
to drop more guys into coverage because they're, they're confident they can get a rush without outnumbering the offensive line where they can just overpower them, uh, then the passing lanes are going to be more clogged, right? There's going to be more guys out there in pass coverage. And there was a lot of pressure on James Blackman tonight, a whole lot, without necessarily always coming from blitz. Georgia Tech sacked him three times for a total loss of 22 yards. Uh, uh, many more times he was rushed, pressure up the middle, pressure around the edges. Um, you know, we I think we were optimistic this offensive line could be better than it was last year, and it still might be. In um, last year at times, they, they really struggled too. But I don't think it's clear that it's better than last year. And it doesn't look better coached. The, the offense certainly does not look better coached than it was last year. They committed critical penalties. We discussed that in the, pre, the season preview, obviously. like The, the idea that uh, Norvell's teams are going to be uh, penalty-free or super disciplined on the field is not really backed up by his track record. His teams are, are, are penalized a lot, just like the prior coach. Um, so pass protection, major issue tonight and uh, extremely concerning. That's probably the most concerning thing I would, I would think coming out of tonight uh, for Florida State fans. Simply because the, the people who were beating your offensive line are, are not good are, are not anything special for the most part. A couple of those guys might end up being decent players for, for Tech, but they're they're not world beaters, and they they weren't even the guys who were going to start in some cases. Uh, protection schemes were certainly confused as well. We, we went over that in the preview how how Tech would would kind of you know sh- sugar those a gaps and 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 you know kind of walk everybody up and and mess with, with with your protection schemes. They were able to do that some. Uh, I think Florida State. At, their, their blockers at times were confused by what Tech was doing. Probably a consequence, again, of not having a lot of time to install what you want to run. Um, so definitely a problem there. Let's see, what else do I have here? Oh, uh, run blocking. This is another really concerning thing. Tech's, Tech's run, uh, run defense last year was, was pretty horrendous. And again, without those players in there, you would think that Florida State should be able to run the football on Georgia Tech. Uh, and if you look at this... Florida State lists in their box score, you know, uh, sack-adjusted rushing yards. And it says 4.1 yards, yards a carry, uh, 131 yards. But I, I'm i actually a little more down on them than that for this reason. I went ahead and pulled only the handoffs. So only the carries that went to backs. And and this is, this is where it gets real concerning because I've got 20 carries for 58 yards. Like that's that's less than 3 yards carry, guys. 20 carries by the running backs for 58 yards is horrendous. Basically every time you were you were giving it to a back tonight, it was essentially a, a waste. Not every time, but but quite often. Um, you know, real lack of explosive plays on the night was all, was also pretty key. Uh, that I'm not going to pin probably fully on Norvell. You did have some some problems uh, Number one, you didn't have a lot of time to, to to pass protect tonight and to get the ball off. Uh, number two, obviously, kind of comes back again to you know, the, the the run blocking and, and not being able to get up to the second level and uh, and actually create those seams. Number three, though, uh, is that the receivers I, I don't think played very well this evening. Tamari and Terry certainly didn't have his his best game. He had some you know some some really sad circumstances going on, as, as you saw it was written on the tape on his arm. Uh, Warren Thompson 
you know, look, for me, Warren Thompson is what he is. And it's a, he's a guy who consistently drops the football. Great physical talent. Probably better speed than I even give him credit for coming out of high school. But he dropped the ball in high school. He's dropped it consistently at Florida State. And he had, I think it conservatively, three drops tonight. And two of those could have been pretty big plays. Terry obviously had a, a pretty big drop as well. And for an offense like this that doesn't really give you time with its line to, to chuck the ball deep very much, those have to be caught. And, and too often, they were not. Blackman, of course, was not, you know, w- w- was not anywhere close to perfect on the day. Um, quarterback rating under 100 is it's pretty damn bad, to be honest. Uh, 23 of 43 for 198 and one touchdown, one pick. That's really not going to get it done um, at, at any level, especially in, in modern college football. And yet, if he makes a couple smarter decisions, if he makes a couple better throws. There's a chance Florida State still wins this game. Now, I think we still do the same show because we try to break down the show win or lose. We we, we try to do the show breakdown based on how the game actually played out and, and, and did Florida State play well or not, not just does the scoreboard say they won. Um, but Blackman, I don't think he played very well overall. Uh, I thought one one play kind of encapsulated where he is at this point in his career, and it's the, the ridiculous interception that he threw on a third and 16, scrambling for, for the sideline and trying to chuck a pass that is, is probably going to gain seven or eight yards. And you need 16 for the first down. Well, that, that's, that's sort of a, a what-the-heck-are-you-doing moment. Uh, the running backs, clear step back from Cam Akers. I, I think they really didn't give you uh, much at all in terms of uh, like value-add above and beyond what was blocked for them for the most part. Um, they, I, I don't see any special players in that group through one night. Maybe I'll be wrong. If I can find a positive here, uh, I, I would say that the script Florida State ran to start the game, it might give you a glimmer of hope that if you get some time to actually work on things, that maybe this can come together faster than it otherwise would. Because the script, which is clearly something Florida State has repped a whole lot, they looked pretty smooth. They, they were executing. They made some nice plays. I mean, it wasn't all super routine. They, they were creative, but not a, not every single play in the game is something you're gonna ha- you're gonna have repped as much as you did your script. And ultimately, uh, the rest of the game after their script, Florida State was just absolutely horrendous. In fact, I want to share that here. So Florida State on the night, 307 yards on 80 plays, which is just I. It is, it's pretty difficult, to be honest, to get only 300 yards out of 80 plays in a college football game. But on their opening drive, they went 52 yards in seven plays. I mean, you're talking about they essentially just got like 255 yards over their final 73 plays of the night. And if you want to dial it down even more, their second drive of the night, they went 61 yards on 11 plays. So what that tells me is that you know their, their first two drives, they came out 18 plays, 113 yards. You'll, 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 you'll take that all day. That's, that's a decent number. The rest of, of the night, when you're looking at like 290 yards, or excuse me, 190 yards, not 290, 190, on 62 plays. 
So now, now you're you're essentially down into that like 3.0 yards a player, and, and that's just not going to work at all. Nolcast Instant Reaction Podcast, also brought to you by Madison Social and Central, with us since day one. Please support them. I hope you all were able able to enjoy Madso and Township and Central before the game today. Hopefully, a little bit after the game this evening. Also brought to you by Shannon Young, 844 FSU Loan. That's 844 FSU Loan. Very happy to see in my inbox that we have yet another. Uh, happy homeowner, thanks to the Nolcast Loan Program, 844-FSU Loan. Find out why Shannon is the best in the business. And also by Congruity. Very pleased so far with, with the outreach to Congruity. If you are a business owner, you want to make your business better, you have payroll needs you need to meet, contact Congruity. All right, so let's get back into this. Uh, the defense is almost what I led with tonight because this is a, a defensive side, a defensive unit that was going to need to carry this team this year uh and ultimately if it doesn't get a lot better this team is in big trouble because we knew the offense might not be better uh, than it was last year certainly is not better than it was last year at this point i'm pretty sure last year's offense uh, i don't say 30 but i think they drop at least kind of mid-20s on this georgia tech team and they and they might have put 30 on them to be honest uh this defensive unit right now it is not looking sync. Maybe they got fat and happy feasting on a terrible Florida State offensive line in practice all camp. Maybe they got fat and happy just you know feasting on a, a, a line and an offense that's not really in sync, that doesn't know what it's doing yet with this new scheme in, in, in this year zero for Coach Norvell. But they have some egg on their face right now. Absolutely. They allowed 16 points, and it should have been a lot more. They gave up 438 yards. Generally, if you give up 438 yards, you're probably going to be given up somewhere in the 30s. They were extremely fortunate tonight to only have given up 16 points. I mean, heck, they, they had they had seven points taken off the board simply because Georgia Tech cannot figure out how to step correctly and block uh, an extra point or field goal protection multiple times. They just they some of the guys stepped and some did not, and it just left pretty gaping holes for uh, for Florida State's special teams to block uh, kicks. And, I mean, there were good effort plays by the special teams, but mostly that was Georgia Tech's mistakes in, in some regards. So, in looking at this, there's not really any area where, where they were good. They did not effectively take away the run game. They allowed 4.3 yards per rush if you take out the sacks. Uh, now, not all the runs by the backs were great. Jameis Griffin and Jordan Mason combined 23 carries, 97 yards. So that, that's not really blowing me away. Uh, but they allowed freshman Jeff Sims, who Mike Morvell had committed, and then ultimately they decided to not keep the commitment there, and, and he went went to Georgia Tech because they preferred another player. And ultimately, maybe they'll be right in that decision. Maybe they won't. But Tech got Jeff Sims ready to operate and he did some really dumb freshman stuff. And I'm sure Jeff will will get better and won't do that in the future. But he still did enough tonight to lead an offense in, in terms of moving the football that probably should have scored in the high 20s or, or low 30s. He also just had some really boneheaded decisions when it came to throwing picks, which ended drives prematurely. Uh, he found 10 receivers. 24 of 35 for 277, one touchdown, 
two picks. And, and look, that's that's not great. Nobody thinks that is great. Um, but it's not bad. It's not terrible. It's it, 133 quarterback rating in conference play is about average. 95.2 is just pretty horrendous. And Florida State just doesn't seem to have anybody else they can turn to on their side of the ball with the quarterback. But uh, Georgia Tech's blocking up front, I think, was also about as good as Florida State's was. And this is extremely concerning if, if you're a Knowles fan because you need that defensive line. You need Marvin Wilson and Robert Cooper and those guys to dominate inside. And I don't think they played poorly, but I don't think they really dominated inside. And ultimately, even if they did, it didn't matter that much because Florida State was overtaken on the edge repeatedly tonight. That That is something that uh, is kind of a known concern about the defense, but I didn't, I didn't think it was going to rear its head in this game to this extent. And Georgia Tech got the corner on Florida State way too often. Uh, you, you had guys playing undisciplined football. You had guys who were not very strong on the edge. You had guys who were slow off the ball. And Florida State's defensive ends, specifically here, and sometimes their backers, but mostly just their DNs, uh, Georgia Tech repeatedly attacked those guys, and they were not up to the task. And that really hurt the Knowles tonight with poor defensive end play. should be noted here that Josh Kando going down is absolutely enormous. I, I do think that Kando was having a legitimately very impressive camp, and he gets hurt very early in the ballgame on an illegal chop block uh, that uh, the refs correctly called and, and you know penalized. He was wearing a brace walking around on the sideline, but when he went out, that was that was really hurting for those guys because they, they were starting to play some okay defense up front. It looks like, or it looked like, and then all of a sudden, you know that that went away. Um, I also thought the coverage tonight really really left something uh, to be desired. Sante Samuel was was solid, but I, I I didn't see I didn't see secondary play tonight that indicates you have a bunch of guys who are going to go to the league. And and I ultimately I put that. A lot of that on, on coaching. They, they didn't have these guys ready to dominate Georgia Tech. And Georgia Tech outcoached them, I think, to be honest. I, I didn't see good good defensive coaching tonight from Florida State. I didn't see guys who were understanding a defensive scheme. And, and maybe, maybe that is my error in overestimating how much of the defensive scheme these guys could put in and how well they could run it. But I thought communication tonight in the back end was not very good. There were still... Far too many holes in some of the zone coverage concepts. It just it didn't look like a good defense at all. It, it, did it look better than last year's defense to you? Maybe slightly, but not not much. Um, so that now now they could be in real trouble here if they can't get a lot fixed. They have the bye week before they travel uh, to a Miami team that uh, looks competent. I'm not. I, I wrote on 24/7 Sports on Friday morning that Miami's offense looks decent. And if you pair their decent offense, which maybe is a lot better, but for right now I'm willing to go, I'm willing to say it is decent. If you pair a decent offense with Manny Diaz's defense, which at Miami is pretty much always elite, and you know even if they take a small step back, which we'll see, that's still a, a difficult game uh, to win. So this is a, a, this is an important loss, I think, in calculating uh, the, the timetable for the turnaround for Mike Morrell. This is one that you had to have if you're gonna if you're gonna have a winning record this year, most likely. And it's still possible to have a winning record. It's just not real likely if you're gonna lose this one. Um, and I feel like you 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 have a staff that is is not a great recruiting staff at all right now. 
and they're banking on showing improvement on the field uh, to get recruiting rolling. And at this point, I don't think that they're going to have a better record this year than they did last year, just based on what I saw tonight. I reserve the right to change my mind on that, of course. But just not uh, not really what you were looking for, certainly tonight out of Florida State. Uh, if you got the under, obviously. I mean, but, you know, they also didn't, uh, didn't cover the spread, which hiked up after... Uh, after all those guys for Tech were announced uh, as out. You know, I, I, I think there are some things that maybe they can fix, and we'll discuss those on Monday. I don't want to go too negative here to start, but uh, ultimately, I I don't know. I, I think we had some of these concerns in the preseason, and we voiced them, and maybe we should have just gone harder on them. I, I do think... You know, maybe like in, in looking back, I think we were probably some of the most, uh, I don't say negative, but pessimistic about, about how, how the season could go potentially. And yet, maybe we needed to be a lot more negative about it. So, I don't know. L- let me know your thoughts on this. We will we'll do the rewatch. We'll be back with, with the episode that we record Monday night. I'm sure I'll pick up a lot more stuff upon the rewatch. Uh, full disclosure, I have not. Uh, like, I'm not sitting in on the Mike Norrell press conference tonight. I just wanted to get this out to you guys quickly. I don't know that there's a whole lot he can say that's going to change my opinion about what happened uh, tonight because there was a lot of stuff you just didn't need. Like, I don't need a coach to tell me that the offensive line starters didn't play very well and the backups were just immediate liabilities when they came in. So, all right. I will talk to you guys Tuesday morning. Take care.